podcast going now. All right. Hello, everyone. Podcast is up. The beginning of hour one. You've missed nothing to this point. Back in the booth, back on the airwaves. John was sick. He is no longer sick. At least that we know of. If you get sick now, it's not necessarily <laughs> my fault. I feel like took some NyQuil, pounded some of that. When I buy NyQuil, I, don't, I never put it like in the measuring cup. I just chug it. Yeah. So I feel like I might be over-serving myself. Oh, yeah. That's the way to do it. First night, I slept great. I was like, all right, let's go and wake up tomorrow. I'm going to feel better. And then I did not. I was like, ah, man, this was supposed to fix everything, and I'm not fixed. Cam, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Glad to be back in here. It's been a long time. We got to get this this March rolling. It's true. Um, it is the best month of the year. People people need to hear about March. It's happening. It's coming fast. I feel like we missed a lot. We missed two days of March. I don't know what all we missed, but we did miss two days of March. Felt like a lot. I don't know. Lots uh, of news. Lots of news now. Okay. There's some news, yeah. What well, news have we going on? Though. Yeah, what what news have we missed? Well, you'll have to stay tuned and for hour one headlines to get all the news. Okay. Perfect. Ooh, Good yeah. tease. Heavy winds today. Yeah, the skies are getting really dark when we were getting in here. Yeah. So Good thing next, we're in a tornado uh, shelter. Yeah. Yeah. So I was telling Cam on the way in, somebody's probably going to get swept away today. There's probably going to be some tornadoes in town. That's just my opinion. I don't know what the meteorologists are saying, but that's what I think. Yeah. Could be tornadoes. Yeah, I've seen people talking about the bad weather. I was kind of oblivious to it i thought it was just going to kind of come through last night and then i woke up today and school's out and people are getting their kids from school and everyone's kind of batting down i mean we're in a good place but do i do we need to head home well there's already nah. a tornado watch in uh, southeast kentucky what time what time do we think some stuff's going to touch down if it does touch down let's check the app i don't know i kind of hope if it does touch down that it happens here though because i want to test this building i <laughs> If I'm going to get I feel like stuck this is the safest place, though. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to get stuck here. Well, I don't think we're going to get stuck. I don't think there's going to be a lot of snow. Yeah, I guess the tornado Whoa. just comes in quick. The tornado you can drive probably in take the, the cars out, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the oh, yeah. It could, it could sweep our cars into the uh We could just close woods. the gate. That'll keep it out. It's a pretty good gate. <laughs> you know when uh, Jim Cantori is in the state, I don't know who Jim things Cantori are not good. Is. The weather guy? The guy from Twister? The Weather Channel guy. You know Jim Cantor? Cantori? Cantor? Oh, yeah. There's a tornado watch until 5 p.m. Well, he was doing live shots from Broadway this morning, so. There's what, Cam? A tornado watch until 5 p.m., so. Okay. Sweet. For Knox County? Definitely possible. Good oh, yeah. chance that somebody in this city will be swept away today. Okay. Maybe even somebody listening to the show. Could be you. Please call in if you're mid-tornado swept away so we can... I hope it's not. I hope it's not you. I hope it's not you, but I hope it's you. <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. Okay. All right then. So yeah, this week has been good. Next week will be good. We're doing the same thing next week, except no Friday show. Well, that was part of the why I felt bad for missing the last two days. Is like, man, because we're gonna, you guys are gonna mail it in on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday whenever I'm out. So. That's true. I was like, you guys are gonna mail it in. Is that yeah. is that what uh, is that yeah. how we're gonna define this? I think so. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Correct. Says the one flying to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. 
taking three days of birthday time. Mm. I'm thinking about getting out of town, too. If you go for three days, I will not cancel the show. Do what? I mean, if you ever leave for a week for three days, I wouldn't cancel the shows. I would just keep doing the shows. That'd be up to you if you wanted to. Yeah. I don't know why you would, but. Did it for two years. Yes, you could. Did it for two years when you left town. Yeah. Well. If you want to keep doing them, that's fine. One clown don't stop no circus. I've chosen to not do it. Yeah, that's fine. It's up to you. (laughs) I will be, uh, I'm thinking about traveling too. Where are you going to go? I don't know. Somewhere warm. Wintertime is supposed to hit again next week here. I've noticed next oh, really? weekend the temperatures are like in the 40s, 30s. It's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have one last winter, I think. Winter surge. So I thought about maybe going south. Maybe Miami. Miami? Yeah, I might head down to Miami next week. I don't think you're going to do that. Okay. I'll send you pictures of the palm trees. Okay, put it on the board. <laughs> the temperatures there next week are a lot better than they are here. What makes you think I won't go to Miami? Put it on the board, Cam. <laughs> I'll go to Miami and never come back, baby. <laughs> Did you finish your book? No. <laughs> no. So you had two I mean, extra days of no. Of, well, you know, of no work too. Uh, you know, you didn't. You told me the book club was done. So and then you said, "Give me two days," and I and you didn't agree to it. So yeah. you can't just uh, no, that's fine. retroactively say you gave me the two days. Nope, but people know like if you just do it and you hope for you know, mercy at the time, and if you, if you go above and beyond and show, you're like, yes. Yeah, let's just do it with no plan. Let's just... Hey, if you didn't finish, it's fine. Not knowing what's going to happen. People wanted to know if you finished. I told them I'd ask. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Nobody wanted to know that. It's not true. People were saying there was no more excuses since we didn't work the last two days. Oh, man. 43 next Saturday, chance of snow. 50 Friday, 43 Saturday, 45 Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to Miami. Put it on the board, Cam. I'll be back <laughs> next Thursday. The Thursday after next. So next Thursday you'll be back? <laughs> I'll be back when the temperature gets over 60 again. Okay. Just let me know what day that is. Well, we'll come back. We'll uh, set up the story of the last three days. Some guys showing out the Combine. Tennessee suffers a uh, injury in basketball, wins a big game. We haven't talked about any of that. This guy eats coming up in hour two. Overrated, underrated coming up in hour one. This or that coming up in hour three. <laughs> Stick with us as Talk Sports on Fan Run Radio. Cody, what is the current story of the day? And you're allowed to retroactively go back all the way to Wednesday if you need to. Well, then I would think it would be Jalen Carter if we're going all the way back. Okay. That's what comes to mind. If you want the biggest sports news in the last few days. Jalen Carter, the potential Georgia. best non-quarterback in the draft, maybe the best player in the draft, but not the number one overall pick. I imagine that's going to be a quarterback. But Jalen Carter has been found to have lied to some police regarding his statement and his whereabouts following the tragic wreck that killed two people inside the Georgia football program. 
Have we discovered why that came out the day of the combine? Like, who released that? Like, was that just like a, a smear job? Because it seemed like a smear job. It seemed, you know, I don't necessarily know if I want to compare it to Laramie Tunsil on draft night having his stepdad leak the bong footage mm-hmm. or him of him, but like. Pretty similar. It did seem orchestrated in the sense of it came out like hours before he was set to speak and do combine stuff. Yeah. Actually, I think the story of the day would be our basketball team beating down Arkansas. Okay. Tennessee <laughs> basketball absolutely annihilates Arkansas. You were worried about it. You thought, oh, they're so athletic. I told you they're not a very good jump shooting team. Oh, they're so athletic, though. What are we going to do with their guards? They're so long. I don't who's think I gonna was... guard? Who's going to guard? Uh, was it black? Or who's going to guard? Uh, well, they had been playing well. I don't think I was whining like a bitch about it. You I think were, I, and I said, well, yeah, I think I was just trying. They've well, been playing so much better when they're healthy. Like, yeah, they're two and three, and they only beat Florida and Georgia. Let's pump the brakes on how much better they are. Well, let's pump the brakes on. Uh, you yeah, know, I'm so scared though. My we friends are all Arkansas well. people, and I'm scared they're going to talk trash to me. They had been playing well. We had not. Not, been at, not on well. the road. They hadn't. I was not scared of you them. You were so scared. I just Cam, did you remember not, how scared he was. I was not scared. I was concerned. I'm concerned about every game. Wee, wee, wee. He wee, wee, all the way home. You're right. I'm concerned about Saturday's game as well. I'm always concerned. But they're so athletic. They, they're, they're they are athletic. Now. They've, been, they've been playing so much they, better. They're loaded with five-star talent. Five-star talent. Are you going to disagree that they're well, five athletic? Star, five-star freshman sometimes just means they're going to be good NBA players five years from now. Yeah. It's sometimes well, all that means. Well, maybe so. Maybe that'll, that'll be the case. Maybe they won't ever get it together. But, uh, you know, the potential's there. Well, I hope. I hope they get it together on Saturday because, you know. That puts us as a three-seed, thanks right. to Vandy. Correct. Tuesday and Wednesday night in the SEC was pretty good to, to Tennessee. You know, they beat Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And then you had Vandy come through with a, a clutch win. Praise Jesus. At Rupp. <laughs> Got to admit, I think Jerry Stackhouse is a pretty good basketball coach. I don't know if he's destined for success at Vanderbilt. <laughs> Just because it doesn't seem like he can recruit there. It doesn't seem like he's necessarily good at the other stuff when it comes to running a college basketball program. But I do think X's and O's and like instilling toughness in his boys, I do think he's pretty good at that. The fact they beat Kentucky after their best player broke his leg a couple minutes into the game, I thought was a big, big accomplishment. And it helps out the Vols, who, like Cody said, now have the potential of getting up to a three seed if Arkansas takes care of Kentucky at Butt Walden and Tennessee is able to beat Auburn. That's, That's it. That's all we need. And uh, we need Arkansas to win, and we need us to win. And that keeps us from having to play Alabama on Saturday, assuming we advance in the SEC tournament game Friday. Well, also, it just means you don't have to beat Kentucky and Alabama. That, you know, only one of those could make it outside of the bracket. I think that might be a, a bigger part. It means you'll play... You must like to play Vanderbilt, A and M, and then the winner of Kentucky, Alabama. If, yeah, I was going to say the seeds hold. Theoretically, yeah, you'd play A and M Saturday, correct? Which is the best potential matchup. I think Tennessee would be like a six-point favorite over A and M yeah. in Nashville. That would be better than having to play Kentucky on who's Saturday. beat you up twice. I just don't yeah. think you make... hard to beat a team three times. I though. don't think it is. <laughs> I keep hearing that, but if you beat the team the first two times, you have like a sixty-seven percent chance of beating ugly. them the third time. Charleston Southern has really uh, ugly cheerleaders. I wasn't sure if that was Charleston Southern or UNC Asheville, but they were some. They were some dogs. <laughs> they just got so, some mids. So they were some dogs. Some rural mountain girls. <laughs> yeah, they were dogs. But then you, I could snag a cheerleader at that school. Yeah, uh, nah, probably look not. Look at Drew Pember getting 
Yeah, Cam's, Cam's got us work. watching this damn Drew Pember. <laughs> he might he might transfer back. You never know. Dominating. Please. Uh, he's gonna have an axe to grind when we play them in the first round. Although <laughs> they're gonna be a 14 seed. <laughs> Although, like <laughs> you say, you want to avoid Alabama until Sunday. From an NCAA tournament perspective, it might be better to be the four seed and to beat them on Saturday because the tournament committee kind of showed you last year that they don't really take Sunday into account, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're yeah. able to play them on Saturday, beat them, and that would give you four wins over, like, top seven teams, that would go a long way into helping you get a, maybe a two seed That's if things fair. went well, well for you. Get some last-minute juice You in think there? we could get to a two? Yeah, I think if you, I think if you beat Auburn and then beat Alabama – if we run the table here, we may here knock and, Auburn out the tournament if we beat them. No, Auburn. Auburn is firmly in the bubble. Like this, like Alabama and Auburn, you know, went down to the wire. That was a you know a blown. That was a sixteen point lead with like ten minutes left by Ar- by Auburn. That was a a terrible collapse. It was an intense game. It very, was very uh, very fun finish there. Bruce seems unwell. Yeah, he's he's a couple of uh, cheeseburgers away from a heart attack. I'm yeah. afraid he seems unwell. And after the game, he's having a meltdown. At the end of the game, he's having a meltdown. He's red. Yeah. His face is – I mean, yeah. he's just did, beat, did beat you hear red. The, did you hear the radio interview he did after the game where he's just, like, screaming? Yeah. He's, yeah. like, shrinking, yeah. screaming yeah. out of anger. Like, it was very Well, yeah, and he had the thing where weird. he was fighting with the fan. and uh, yeah. I don't know if he's got maybe an anger problem or – or is he? I would say Roy sauce. I would say Royd rage, but he's gotten a little chubby, yeah. so I don't think it's Royd rage necessarily. Because he looks like he could have been on the roids. I think at one time maybe, but like now, does he doesn't really seem like he's roided up now. I don't know why you'd want to be roided up at his age, but be strong. He needs to get back in the uh, temple and, and get get with his religious thing. But Tennessee heads down to Auburn. I do think, like Cam said, if you beat them, you can knock them out of the tournament. They do seem firmly on the bubble. Yeah. You beat them and they lose like their first round game in the tournament. I don't even I think, think it's that. Out. I think if you beat them, they're yeah. in trouble. That would put them at nineteen and twelve. Yeah. Yeah, and like they're already like right now. If you look at like bracket matrix, which takes all of like everyone's bracketologies and kind of puts them together, that way you're not just relying on Joe Lenardi, mm-hmm. who isn't very good. But like right now, they're the last ten seed. Some of them have as eleven, which you know usually puts you in play-in territory. So like, yeah, yeah. so they're going to have a big home game Saturday, and if they beat well, us, they're in. It depends. It is a big home game. Now, if that means you get like a big home game crowd, I don't know if that's the case because it'd be pretty deflating to watch your team lose another close game to Alabama, and like to to be playing Tennessee with the only reward being well maybe we get in the tournament. Like that's pretty disappointing for Auburn and their standards that Bruce has kind of set there. I yeah. think they're going to have a rocking house Saturday. I think those people will show up. And, Maybe. Uh, oh, I think without a doubt. I think they will without a doubt. The venue, I mean, what's their capacity? You know what? It's a sh- it's a low capacity. It's not what a very I, high capacity. What, what do they got to get in there? It's like 7,000. 9,000, 9,100. So, yeah, maybe they can still get most of that, but, like, Man, when you just think back to how the fan base reacts to our frustrating teams, yeah. that was when we were like falling from a two seed to a three seed, and the crowds necessarily weren't juiced up. Well, we're trying to fill twenty one thousand. Well, right? yeah, I know, I know, yeah. but I'm saying like the, just the, the overall fan, the fan base, and how they feel towards the team. This Auburn team is really, really frustrating, and they're not very likable. They'll have students. 
I mean, I, I would just be surprised if the place is not rocking Saturday for a, in a must-win situation, last home game of the year. I would be – I wouldn't be shocked if they weren't uh, juiced up and ready to go. I wouldn't be shocked just because – The it's been team? A, yeah, and the, and the fans. I just think it's been a, a frustrating season and they missed their opportunity to beat Alabama and that's kind of, be, kind of deflating. Well, now it's even bigger for them. they got to win this one. they got to beat us. When is the uh, game time? 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock that's, on Saturday. That's just about right. I believe that's the same exact time Kentucky and Arkansas are playing, just so you will know right. at least uh, your best-case scenario seating-wise by the time you finish that game about 4.30, if I'm properly estimating how many fouls are going to call and how long that game is going to take. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tennessee could still fall as low as 6th in the SEC standings if things don't go their way. As low as sixth. Yep. yep. That seems improbable. If they, it's, I mean, it 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 is, but it isn't. If we lose, if Tennessee loses, and Missouri beats Mississippi at home, which they should, and Vanderbilt beats Mississippi State at home, which they should, Tennessee would then be the sixth seed. Jeez, what a swing! <laughs> we should be the three. Well, we are if we win and Kentucky loses at Arkansas. It's a road game, though. It's a road game for both of them. We're not very good on the road. That was the double-edged sword of Vanderbilt beating Kentucky. You keep the door open for the three seed, but also you uh, could fall. Yeah. Yeah. LSU almost did you a big favor by beating Missouri, but they uh, they, they kind of collapsed and Missouri won to kind of – keep their hopes alive. So, yeah, Tennessee, if they finish tied with Missouri and Vanderbilt, they lose out on that tiebreaker. That's, that's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what happens when you go one and two against them. Correct. It's pitiful. Buzzer beaters. Buzzer beaters could cause us to be the sixth seed. I mean, that wouldn't be the end of the world. No, I mean, it's just – the SEC tournament. Although, uh, you know, I've been hearing these this talk going around about how people just don't care about the tournament now because we've won it. It's like people don't care if we have a good showing. I would still like to go win it again. I like the SEC tournament. I like the SEC tournament too, and I would like to see the tweets of the people who are saying they don't care. I like oh, to yeah, check once, in with once, them during the game because yeah. I, I don't think they mean it. Well, that's a narrative going around though. It's like, yeah, we won it last year. Like, like basically, some people are even saying like. Maybe our guys were tired going into the NCAA tournament because of the stretch run we had in the SEC tournament. I mean, I, there, I don't buy that because there's, I mean, there's four days of recovery there. Yeah, I mean, I would hope that that's not the case. Yeah. At the same time, like that's another reason I'd be fine on Saturday if, if Tennessee is the four seed with playing Alabama. Either you beat them and clear your way to the SEC championship, or yeah. you lose and you do get the extra day of rest. Because I'm not going to overstate that. You know, playing three basketball games in three days would tire you out. Well, and also I think another, one of the concerns was, like, Zakai having to play all that, that many minutes in every game. Well, that's out and, the window. Right. So now, but also that makes it – I mean, if Tennessee is the sixth seed, I would much rather win one game and then maybe lose. Like, I would rather – or maybe two games and lose. I'd be fine with losing on Saturday if that was the case. Because I do think if you play four games in four days, that, that could do something to your legs. Yeah. And then you got to get on a plane – yeah, well, you don't have to necessarily have to go on a plane either way because chances are Tennessee. Well, I mean, the SEC tournament is in Nashville, and right now it looks like Tennessee is going to be in Greensboro. That seems to be kind of where everyone's kind of honed in because Tennessee is the best team 
that's close by. Well, if we're in Greensboro, then no plane probably. Right. But, so I'm saying you might not have to get on a plane either time. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd rather get on the plane than the bus. Would you rather bus to Greensboro or plane to somewhere? I mean, I would rather plane to Greensboro because I wouldn't want to <laughs> drive around those mountains and, like, I would assume it takes a long time strolling around. I mean, I know I-40 before. between here and Asheville is not right. not ideal. Yeah, so, so I mean, I would probably barely an just, interstate. I'd probably rather just fly anyway. Yeah, we talk about Zakai and his injury. We'll dive into that next because that was probably the biggest local story. You know, since we've been off the air dealing with my sickness. Stick with us to talk sports on Fan Run Radio. Kai Ziegler tears his ACL. Snap. Three minutes into the game. I was kind of sad watching him writhe around in pain. It's just like I, I the last two basketball seasons, you've seen an important player go down. Kumwal was kind of the key to your small ball lineup last year. He breaks his mm-hmm. foot. Zakai, you know, your, your starting point guard tears his ACL. Back-to-back seasons, that's tough. Even if you look at it from a football and basketball standpoint, your quarterback, Kenan Hooker, tears his ACL, and your point guard tears his. Like, it's just frustrating. I would say Zakai and Hooker are the two most popular athletes on campus, too. So, like, to watch both of those guys go down, pretty damn tough. It just kind of feels like what people call vol luck. But I will say that from a basketball-only standpoint, I'm not really worried about the injury. You know, I was kind of thinking. Uh, I was well. I was wondering how people would react to it because the immediate response was us completely dominating Arkansas in the paint for uh, for the rest of that game and just physically imposing on them. You've seen national media guys. members write Tennessee's obituary, talk about how the you know how can they go on without their leader. And I get it from a, a helicopter view or a bird's eye view or a flyover view. I don't know what the hell to call it. But, like, if you're here on the grounds and you're watching the games and you're as enlightened as I am maybe, maybe you just have to reach a, a plane of existence that I'm at where I can think better about the basketball and the lineup. phase so of enlightenment. Yeah. But, like, I, I'm, I'm mm. unbothered by the injury just from a strictly basketball standpoint. I think that it is a – Emotional loss, although Barnes says he's still going to be there emotionally for the team. I imagine he's going to keep traveling with the team. I imagine he's going to be at practice and at games, kind of continuing to be a leader just because that's who he is. So I don't think you're going to necessarily miss that, which is a good thing. And you feel for him. And Barnes, you know, said it best, like this guy loves basketball. And Barnes said he was joking with him, said if you're actually tough, you'd get there and play through it. And he was just like, can I do that? Can I? Can you take me up? Can you? Can we do that? No, you've got a torn ACL. Yeah, you can't, you can't, Zakai. But like, I, I do believe that he would if he could. Like, I, I do fully believe that that guy's a bulldog. He's a gamer. But again, from a basketball standpoint, I do think you become more dangerous and more athletic with him on the bench. And you know, with a, I, th- I think your best lineup moving forward, even if Zakai was healthy, was going to be having the trio of Meshack. Josiah and Phillips out there together, paired with a big man and Vescovy. Yeah. Like, you couldn't really play all three of those guys together with Vescovy and Zakai because then you're a little undersized. 
So, like, I do think those three out there together playing two, three, and four with Vescovy and his shooting, creating space and, you know, creating mismatches or at least drawing so much attention that leaves other guys some driving lanes. Like, I think that is Tennessee's optimal lineup. Now, whether or not you put, the, you know, come what the five with his shooting ability, you put Adu and his rim protection out there as the uh, fifth option, or if you put Awaka and his rebounding and toughness and really his touch around the basket. I mean, he's kind of your best offensive big man. I mean, or, I know he can't shoot, but like he, yeah. I, I, I rely on him to get buckets more than I would Kamwa. Or Urosh with just his immense talent. You know, Urosh played pretty good against <laughs> Arkansas in very short time. Like when he got in, he got two buckets immediately. Like he, he could get you deep. He could get you sealed and get you deep and hit that little, as Cody pointed out, the little hook shot or get you to the, the right hand off the glass. Like he does have two moves. <laughs> he does. I don't think he can play defense in the tournament. I don't trust him like to yeah, be switched no, no, out no. And, and that. But like those other three options, Adu, Kamwa, or Awaka, I think all three of those guys can play. And I, I think your lineup flexibility is is better now than it was prior to the Arkansas game. When you add in Phillips and a healthy Josiah, and you take out a Zakai, like I, I do think that's a net positive. I believe that Urosh Abdul-Jabbar has more than earned his minutes. I don't with that so. beautiful hook shot he's got. He does have the nice little touch on the hook shot. Now, Who stopped it? Who has stopped it? His defense. When has he missed it? His defense. Yeah, but have you seen him miss that hook shot? It's been a while. I think I last, have not seen him miss it. The last time I can remember him missing it is when we were down two against Kentucky and he missed it after having like <laughs> 20 points that game. With a chance to be the hero and tie the game, he, he missed he can't make them all, but I mean, he He's makes seven 90% for his last seven. Yeah, <coughs> guy's great. He's a great basketball player. I'm not going that far. Urosh Abdul Jabbar. I'm not going to call him great, but I thought he played well. Kareem Plavzic. I thought really the whole team played well all week last, or the last two games against South Carolina and Arkansas. Yeah, we've kind of gotten a little uh, turnaround. This is what we needed. We needed a little momentum to end the year, but now, you know, we leave home again. Got to go on the road. Correct. And that's a place we've not won in uh, several games. When was our last road win? It's been a while. Our last road win, period? Yeah. I guess it has been a while. You lost to A&M. You lost to Kentucky. Would it have been at you LSU? You lost to Bandy. You lost to Florida. I think it you was beat it. Mississippi State January 17th. Well, that was before LSU? Yeah. Yeah, LSU was. Uh... Those were right there together. Or maybe it wasn't. I think LSU might have been the last one. I was just looking at uh, Orosha's game log. I guess he didn't play against. He didn't, he didn't play, he didn't play there for a while. Yeah, I guess he didn't play against LSU. So I don't know where LSU was on the schedule, actually. Yeah, our last road win was um, at at LSU. Okay. And then we lost at Florida, at Vanderbilt, at Kentucky, and at A&M. So we've lost four straight on the road. No, was that Mississippi State? Hmm? Wait, I'm reading it backwards. Okay, sorry. That was right before LSU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we did win those back-to-back road games. And then, uh, yeah, so January 21st. So it's been, you know, a month and a half. This is your last road game of the year. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> it would be nice to get back to 500 on the road. It would be nice to win this game. Yeah, absolutely. I do think if you go in and you beat Auburn, you can, I mean – would that mollify 
the early season or the mid season slide for you? Would you would you be three, over it? Three straight wins. Yeah, including a road win. Would I be over it? I mean, I don't think I'm gonna necessarily get over the buzzer beaters because I'm always gonna like kick myself and be like, if we're twenty three and eight, I, f- I will always feel like we should have been twenty five and six. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you you get over it. Well, I'm not even talking about like the, the results, sure, but I just mean like the the way everyone was like riding this team off and thinking that they were done for and. Well, I, I don't know. Because I think we're I think we're pretty good at home. I think we're pretty bad on the road. That's you why know. I'm asking if you beat Auburn on the road. Who's still at its quad one win. I'm gonna feel better. I mean what what are you asking me? What, I'm asking if will if, my expectation for the team no, I'm change? Just, I'm just asking if you will be back well maybe you Cam, would you uh start buying into this team a little bit more if they beat Auburn? I mean I know you've been a pretty vocal Hater to when it comes to this team, but like, would the win at Auburn do anything for you when you combine that with uh, blowing out South Carolina and beating down Arkansas? Three three wins in a row. I think I value the Arkansas game better. Um, South Carolina, you did what you're supposed to, so sure, I respect sure. that. Arkansas, I think that was a, that was a quality performance for sure. Um, I think you have to go in and like handle business in Auburn. So I, a win's I not good enough. Yeah, I don't think this Auburn team's very good. So I would like to say, and I understand it may be interesting too, you know, first game without Zakai, going on the road, some adversity there. But, and, you know, obviously a very scrappy team that's going to be playing for a tournament chance. Um, yeah, see, I, for me, Cam, it's just beat Auburn. I don't, I don't think you necessarily, maybe not beat them like 46 to 43. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe not like that game that you beat them at home, but like just beat them. 63 58. 63 58 would I would be perfectly content with that. That would feel like even 63 to 60, even if they're getting even if they have a shot to tie at the end, like whatever. Any type of win where Tennessee doesn't again get stuck in the 40s offensively, mm-hmm. I think I would be perfectly content with. I would like to see I, I tell you what, if if I can see uh maybe Meshack go down there and play well, see that Kumwa plays well, see that uh we use this bigger lineup some. I mean, I don't know how the matchup will be against Auburn. Are they guard heavy? Or are they I mean they last their, year they had the bigs, but they got their two little small guards out there. Yeah. It, you think we'll run a have a similar lineup as we did against Arkansas? They lost their big man too, their their backup big man. Like he he hurt his ankle, so I like, tell you that's what, kind I, of the only backup big man they have. I'd kind of like to see us just adopt that, uh, just go into the paint and dominate people style. Like if we've got the guys that can do it, like they did against Arkansas. I don't know if you can do that every game, but that's how we beat Arkansas. What was it? Forty two points in the paint. I mean, we just out physicaled. Well, that was one of the Them things we and, looked at before the game. You know, I told you, like, if you can get to the rim against Arkansas, you, they can't really block. They can't really keep you from scoring as long as you can get there. They want you. They want to beg you to shoot jumpers. And Tennessee's like, nope, not going to shoot them. We're just going to get right to the paint and do whatever we want in there. Auburn going to be better defensively down low? You think? Or I, I would I, say no. I mean, I think that would give me hope if, if I saw that. So you want Tennessee to go super big? <clears throat> I mean, if I saw that that was working the last two games. I think that would give me some hope. We don't have Zakai now, so I mean, our only scoring is we're not going to score in a guard-heavy lineup, are we? I mean, I don't. I just don't think we have we scorers. Really, I mean, guard-heavy. What do you mean? So like, well, I Vescovy, mean, Vescovy and Josiah, they'll be scorers. Yeah, I mean, I but, think it just depends. I mean, I think Tennessee from from this point on. 
Tennessee is going to be at its best when it is getting to the rim and getting offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. I guess you got to win multiple. You know, you can't just. It's all about matchups. So. Well, I mean, I just think Tennessee. If Tennessee's perfect basketball strategy from the rest of, for the rest of the time is like Vescovy either floating around the perimeter, shooting threes, pump faking, taking steps aside and shooting threes and hitting them, or like Mayshak and Phillips crashing to the rim because both those guys could drive. Getting to the rim, forcing the issue there, getting putbacks, Josiah hitting like his mid-range shots, his, his occasional threes, and then yeah, just beating you up with offensive rebounds and putbacks. Like that to me, that's like Tennessee's ideal game plan. Basically, what we did against Arkansas. Correct. I think and that I, that becomes <clears throat> a lot more deadly when you have Mayshak and Phillips and Josiah, love, at least two of those three in there at all times. I love the way that we played against Arkansas. I think what I'm looking for is consistency. So if we could do that kind of replicate that against Auburn and I'm not you're not going to win it by 18 on the road you know probably going to be a tighter game it's going to be tougher but if we can replicate that same kind of effort and like you said get those offensive boards and show some prowess in the paint Santee hits his shots like that would give me a lot of hope going into the big tournament I'd like to see Kumwa continue to be aggressive I thought he was pretty aggressive against uh Against uh, Arkansas, he was 7 of 9 from two-point range. Yeah, he was actually the leading scorer in the game. He had 16. Yep. over 3 from 3, 7 of 9 from 2. I thought he was aggressive. Awaka in 14 minutes grabbed five offensive rebounds. Well, that's absurd. Like, there was a stat that said whenever Meshack and Awaka was out on the court together, they grabbed 53% of the team's misses. So like you got over half of your offensive rebound opportunities when those guys were on the court together. So like those are kind of like the Bass brothers just out there willing to beat you up on the boards. It was nice to see us just really just out tough them. Yeah. You know? Well, I, that, that's what I think Tennessee's new identity is, and it's it's kind of funny because like you know you're maybe losing your pound for pound toughest guy with Zakai going down, but I do think the team is infinitely tougher now than it used to be. Like, well, you know, everybody's been calling this team soft right. all year. We were I wondering mean, if this team had any dogs, but now, I actually wrote about this. I mean, it's the exact way I put it was like, yeah, like the, the way things have changed over the last month is exactly what you said. Everyone was wondering if this team was tough coming out of the, you know, coming out of the Missouri game. And I had said at that time, like, as long as Mayshack continues to develop, I'll take that Missouri loss because I think you found something there. And then it gets Kentucky. He continued that. And then you had Vescovy add his driving and getting to the rim again. I was like, okay, those are two losses, but they could be lessons and they could be improvements if the team actually continues to do these things that were good in those games. And it does seem like those things have carried over. Yeah. Now this team is just, tough. You just got to keep it together. You got to keep learning from the mistakes and keep getting better. And that that's what it comes down to is being ready to go in March. It and also it also helps when you have your two starting wing players back in Phillips yeah, and, and hell, Josiah. Hell like yeah. I, that was nice. I, I think people kind of underestimated their, their absence. I, I do think mm-hmm. having both of those guys back is a game changer and a team changer. For sure. We want a tournament run. I thought an underrated uh, thing from the Arkansas game that is worth pointing out is that you know, you lost your starting point guard. Vescovy had to do more of that, but he got some help from Meshack and Phillips. Both those guys combined for eight assists. So, like, the whole driving and kicking and slashing thing, like, they're going to have to keep doing that because I don't think Vescovy can run your point and also be, like, your main yeah. scoring threat as well. Yeah, so like, who needs a point guard? 
Well, I, I do think there's going to be some times where like a team is going to be pressuring Tennessee, and Auburn might be the, a great test on the road. What happens if they pull up some full court pressure on Vescovy? Can he? Bruce does like to do that. Can Vescovy get the ball at the court? Can you know? Can we inbound? Josiah and and Phillips get the ball at the court. Can Mayshack get the ball at the court? So I do like this test. But yeah, defensively, man, like you need good guard play in March. That's, yep. uh, that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> you gotta be able to handle the ball. Pember at Bearden. Um, <laughs> what a what a jump Local. for Mayshek though. Um, from yeah. Last year, last year, if you saw him touch the ball first in the offense, of the you're like, oh gosh, this is probably a turnover. First, first half of the year, honestly, <laughs> yeah. Cam. Like, I mean, up until the up until the uh, Kentucky game, I, I think I I think I wrote it and, and, and said the same thing. Like, you, he scored 16 points against Kentucky, and I think he had 16 points total. The I want to say the 12 games before that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say he's like you know on the same transformation, the same type of trajectory as like Josh Richardson was. Because, I mean, if you look at Josh Richardson's first two and a half years, really his first three years outside of, like, March Madness, mm-hmm. he was kind of the same way. I don't know if he was as bad as Mayshek was offensively, but he was always, like, a guy that was going to compete and rebound and play defense. And then all of a sudden it clicked for him, yeah, and he, he was a really good his... scorer, too. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, to the NBA. Like, I don't, I mean, Mayshek has NBA athleticism. Like, I I am not going to be surprised if Mayshek is the best NBA player on this team. Is Josh Richardson still on a roster? Yeah, he's starting for the Pelicans, or he was at least like a week ago. I don't know if he's still starting, but he got traded to the Pelicans and uh, is starting for them. Hmm. They've also lost a lot of games. So he's like been a, a pretty good NBA player. He's been an okay, he's had a good career. He's had, he's had a better career than than most probably thought he would. Yeah, but outside of like two years in Miami, he's been a little bit of a disappointment. But I mean, he's had as good of a career as any Tennessee player to up to like you know modern era. I would say no. I would say C.J. Watson probably still has him edge mm, there. Yeah, C.J. Watson. And Tobias, Tobias is, good, Tobias is good, better than both of them. Rough start for him, but once he got it going, he was. Yeah, I mean Tobias. Tobias has been the best. Um, if you're, you know, excluding Allen Houston, of course. Yeah, modern era. Yeah, I would. I would rank Tobias, C.J. Watson, then Josh Richardson is kind of where I would. The three I would rank, and then Grant probably four. Yeah, top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it was a bad take. I was just saying I wanted to give proper respect to, yeah, yeah, to just, Watson and Tobias. I wanted to nitpick my take. It's fine. It wasn't nitpick. It was yeah, showing the audience that just, we know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, just. Yeah. It's not nitpicking. It's <laughs> just. You could have just let me say what I was going to say. Yeah, know? but the audience, I didn't want them t- tweeting oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, Josh Richardson. Yeah, I didn't yeah, want them oh, tweeting, yeah, uh, forgot also, about Tobias Harris. Yeah, the Tobias. I don't think they would have. They would have. Josh Richardson, was he not on a, he was on a championship team, right? No. But the Heat, he never won a championship. When do you think he, he was, was with there the Heat? later? Josh yeah. Richardson was never with the Heat. No, no, I'm saying when do you think he was with the Heat is my question. Was it after they won a championship? Yeah. yeah LeBron left and Richardson was still in college. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not that far off. I mean, I guess he got, was it 2016 he was there, maybe? What did Tobias yeah, ever so. do? I mean, he's just been a 10-year starter in the NBA. Richardson's not a 10-year starter. I mean, he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, he's made a lot of money, I and mean, he's been a mainstay. He went to the Magic. He did. He's been with the Magic, the Bucks, the Sixers. He was with the Pistons for a while. Grant Williams. He was on a championship team almost. <laughs> almost. Maybe this year. I mean, he was on an Eastern Conference championship team. Yeah. I mean, he played I like the finals. You going to make it? I don't know. Like I said, I think, I think Grant – I mean, Grant might – and Grant's the fourth best career right now. He's not past Richardson yet. So, I mean, he's the fourth best. It'd be cool if we had a star. Yeah. Yeah, I keep waiting for one of those. 
like a guy that was just, you know, a top ten player. That'd be pretty cool. Would that get you enough? Would that do enough to get you to care about the NBA? Nah. Yeah. No, not unless LeBron was in the finals. <laughs> what if our top ten ball was in the finals? If LeBron wasn't there, I don't know. Who's like the eighth best player in the league right now? Damian Lillard. If if Damian Lillard went to Tennessee, you wouldn't like watch. I mean, I guess. I mean, if he's putting up seventy one, and he's like, "Hey, remember he used to play for us." I, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I guess if he was in Portland and they were like on a below five hundred team, probably yeah. wouldn't care. How do you uh, how do you judge him? Because I didn't realize this was the narrative with him, but I saw people on the internet saying basically <laughs> like he can do whatever he wants to do, but he doesn't care to be a champion. Yeah, like he's just a stat patter. No, I don't think that's it. I think the or na- something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically he he's chosen. He's somehow gotten to skate by without any of the criticism. Really, he's found a nice lane where he doesn't have to win, but everyone's going to give him props for not wanting to go to a different team. Yeah. Is he? Is it kind of like James Harden? Except he's no, got James loyalty, Harden. unlike LeBron, so people respect him for it. Yeah, James Harden. He did switch teams. He did switch teams. He wanted to win. Right. And he kept switching teams. James Harden really wants to win. And also, like, James Harden's numbers get a lot worse in the playoffs, and that's not really the case for Dave. Are they similar? He's had, like, three, like, walk-off buzzer beaters in the playoffs, or at least two. Are they similar players, though? Like, scorers? Uh, I mean, Harden's better than Lillard. Maybe not at this point in their careers, but, like, over their career, like, Harden's better. Why does Damian Lillard not go somewhere else? He's loyal, bro. Doesn't want to run from the grind. He respects the way the game was made. He's not Back entering the, the transfer portal. Would he be a highly sought after? Yeah, yeah. If he like if to get Le- you think LeBron would want him on the Lakers? Yeah, there, that was a talk for a while is that they'd try to go get him from the Blazers. He's but from Cali, too. Yeah, so. he keeps saying he wants people to come to the Blazers, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And that being beloved and honorable and loyal, I guess, to the same franchise forever is worth more than a championship to him. It does make me well, value him way more mm-hmm. than LeBron. He has morals. Well, I mean, that's what the old heads would tell you. You it's know, not a the sellout. guys used to not jump around. Well, there wasn't stick really with free a, agency. Stick back with in one the, team. It wasn't really free agency back in the day. Yeah. I mean, it is. Man, Pimper won all these. <laughs> it is kind of cool, I think, to think of a player with one. You know, like that. That's where he built it. He was the guy in that city. I mean, that is kind of cool. If he would have won a championship doing that, the way like Dirk did, it would have been like really, really cool. Well, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. It doesn't really matter if you don't win, though. You got to win a championship. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like anybody's like, "Wow, that damn Marino, he was loyal to the Dolphins forever." It's like, "Wow, that damn Marino, he was the best player that never won a Super Bowl." Well, those balls ain't round. Those balls ain't round. Which means that they maybe should have broken through at least once and gotten lucky, but either way. Uh, drink some White Claw Hard Seltzer this weekend. It's the freaking weekend, baby. Go have you some fun. Only 100 calories. 5% alcohol. Pick up a variety pack. Drink White Claw Hard Seltzer responsibly. Hour one of the books. We'll kick off hour two of headlines. Let's talk sports on Fan Run Radio.